Welcome to the one-year journey through the Holy Bible. Let's pray to the Holy Spirit to open our minds and hearts to understand and live the Word of God. Holy Spirit, come into my mind, my spirit, and my heart, so that as I read your Word, let me understand, know, and love you better. Bless me to be a faithful disciple to apply your Word to my life. Make me a light shining upon all those who are in darkness. As I read the word of God, enlighten my mind and enkindle my heart with a deeper love for you and the people who surround me. Amen. Today we'll be reading Exodus chapter 5 to 8. Pharaoh's Hardness of Heart Afterwards, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, Thus does the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go, that they may hold a feast for me in the wilderness. Pharaoh answered, Who is the Lord that I should not that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. They replied, The God of the Hebrews has come to meet us. Let us go for three days' journey in the wilderness, that we may go offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, so that he does not strike us with the plague or with the sword. The king of Egypt answered him, why, Moses and Aaron, do you make the people neglect their work? Off to your labors. Pharaoh continued, Look how they are already more numerous than the people of the land, and yet you would give them rest from their labors? That very next day, Pharaoh gave the taskmasters of the people and their foremen this order. You shall no longer supply the people with straw for their brick-making as before. Let them go and gather their own straw. Yet you shall levy upon them the same quota of bricks as they had made previously. Do not reduce it. They are lazy. That is why they are crying. Let us go to offer sacrifices to our God. Increase the work for the men, so that they attend to it and not to deceitful words. So the taskmasters of the people and their foremen went out and told the people, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not provide you with straw. Go and get your own straw from wherever you can find it, but there will not be the slightest reduction in your work. The people then scattered throughout the land of Egypt to gather, to gather stubble for straw, while the taskmasters kept driving them on, saying, Finish your work, the same daily amount as when the straw was supplied to you. The Israelite foremen whom the taskmasters of Pharaoh had placed over them were beaten and were asked, Why have you not completed your prescribed amount of bricks yesterday and today as before? The Complaint of the Foreman Then the Israelite foreman came and cried out to Pharaoh, Why do you treat your servants in this manner? No straw is supplied to your servants, and still we are told make bricks. Look how your servants are beaten. It is you who are at fault. He answered, Lazy. You are just lazy. That is why you keep saying, Let us go to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Now off to your work. No straw will be supplied to you, but you must supply your quota of bricks. The Israelites' four, women reala four men realized that they were in trouble, having been told, Do not reduce your daily amount of bricks. So they left Pharaoh, and they assailed Moses and Aaron, who were waiting to meet them, and said to them, The Lord looks upon you and judge. You have made us offensive to Pharaoh and his servants, putting a sword into their hands to kill us. The Renewal of God's Promise Then Moses again had recourse to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you treated this people badly, and why did you send me? 
from the time I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has treated this people badly, and you have done nothing to rescue your people. Chapter 6 The Lord answered Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. For by a strong hand he will let them go, by a strong hand he will drive them from his land. Confirmation of the Promise of the Ancestors Then God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. As God the Might Almighty, I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but to my own but by my own name, Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them and gave them the land of Canaan, the land in which they are residing as aliens. Now that I have heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians have reduced to slavery, I am mindful of my covenant. Therefore, say to Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will free you from the burdens of Egypt, and I will deliver you from their slavery. I will redeem you by my outstretched arm and with my mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. And you will know that I, the Lord, am your God, who has freed you from the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to your own possession, I, the Lord. But when Moses told this to the Israelites, they would not listen to him because of their dejection and hard slavery. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Go tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to let the Israelites lead his land. However, Moses protested to the Lord, If the Israelites do not listen to me, how is it possible that the Pharaoh will listen to me? Poor speaker that I am. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron regarding the Israelites and the Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and charged them to bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. Genealogy of Moses and Aaron these are the heads of their ancestral houses, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. These are the clans of Reuben, the sons of Simon, Jamul, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the sons of a Canaanite woman. These are the clans of Simon. These are the names of the sons of Levi in their genealogical order. Gershon, Kohath, and Merai. Levi lived 137 years. The sons of Gershon by their clans, Libni, Sh uh, Shemai, the sons of Kohath, Armon, Iskar, Hebron, and Uziel. Kohath lived 133 years. The sons of Merai, Mahali, and Mushi. These are the clans of Levi in their genealogical order. Amram married his aunt, Jobed, who bore him Aaron, Moses, and Miriam. Amram lived 137 years. The sons of Iskar, Korah, Nepeg, and Zitri. The sons of Uziel, Mishael, Asphan, and Sitri. Aaron married Elishba, Amidab's daughter, the son of Nashon. She bore him Nabab, Abu, and Eliezer, and Ithmar, the sons of Korah, Asir, Elkanah, and Absiah. These are the clans of the Korites. Eliezer, Aaron's son, married one of Putiel's daughters, who bore him Phinehas. These are the heads of the ancestral houses of the Levites by their clans.
These are the Aaron and the Moses, to whom the God said, Bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt, company by company. They are the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the Israelites out of Egypt, the same Moses and Aaron. When the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, the Lord said to Moses, I am the Lord. Say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I tell you. But Moses protested to the Lord, Since I am a poor speaker, how is it possible that the Pharaoh will listen to me? Chapter 7 The Lord answered Moses, See, I have made you a god to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother will be a prophet. You will speak all that I command you. In turn, your brother Aaron will tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his land. Yet I will make Pharaoh so headstrong that despite the many signs and wonders that I work in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Therefore, I will lie my hand on Egypt, and with mighty acts of judgment, I will bring my armies, my people, the Israelites, out of the land of Egypt. All Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out of their midst. This, then, is what Moses and Aaron did. They did exactly as the Lord had commanded them. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Contest with Pharaoh The staff turned into a serpent. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. When Pharaoh demands of you, produce a sign of wonder, you will say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, and it will turn into a stake. Then Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron threw his staff down before the Pharaoh and his servants, and it turned into a snake. Pharaoh in turn summoned the wise men and sorcerers, and they also, the magicians of Egypt, did the same thing by their magic arts. Each one of them threw down a staff, and they turned into serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed their staffs. Pharaoh, however, hardened his heart and would not let listen to them, just as the Lord had foretold. The first plague, water turned into blood. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh is obstinate in refusing to let your people go. In the morning, just when he sets out for water, go to Pharaoh and present yourself by the bank of the Nile holding in your hand the staff that turned into a snake. Say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you with the message, Let my people go to serve me in the wilderness. But as yet you have not listened. Thus says the Lord, This is how you will know that I am the Lord. With the staff here in my hand, I will strike the water in the Nile, and it will be changed into blood. The fish in the Nile will die, and the Nile itself will sink so bad that the Egyptians will be unable to drink water from the Nile. The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to Aaron, take your staff and stretch it out over your hands over the waters of Egypt, its streams, its canals, its ponds, and all the supplies of water, that they may become blood. They will even be blood throughout the land of Egypt, even in the wooden pails and stone jars. This, then, is what Moses and Aaron did, exactly as the Lord had commanded. Aaron raised his staff and struck the waters in the Nile, a, few, a full view of Pharaoh and his servants, and all the water in the Nile was changed to blood. The fish in the Nile died, and the Nile itself stank so bad that the Egyptians could not drink water from it. There was blood throughout the land of Egypt. But the Egyptian magicians did the same by their magic arts. 
So Pharaoh hardened his heart even more and would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Pharaoh turned away and went into his house with no concern even for this. All the Egyptians had to dig around the Nile for drinking water, since they could not drink any water from the Nile. The second plague, the frogs. Seven days passed after the Lord had struck the Nile. When the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and tell him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go and serve me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs all over your territory. The, pl- the Nile will teem with frogs. They will come and enter into your palace, into your bedroom, onto your bed, into the houses of your servants too, among your people, even in your ovens and your kneading poles. The frogs will come up all over you and your people and all of your servants. Chapter 8 The Lord then spoke to Moses, Speak to Aaron. Stretch out his hand with your staff over the streams, the canals, and the ponds, and make frogs overrun the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. But the magicians did the exact same by their magic arts and made frogs overrun the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord to remove the frogs from me and my people, and I will let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. Moses answered Pharaoh, Please designate for me the time when I am able to pray for you and your servants and your people to get rid of the frogs from you and your household. They will be left only in the Nile. Tomorrow, he said. Then Moses replied, It will be as you have said, so that you may know that there is none like the Lord our God. The frogs will leave you and your houses, your servants and your people, and they will only be left in the Nile. After Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh's presence, Moses cried out to the Lord on account of the frogs that he had inflicted on Pharaoh, and the Lord did as Moses asked. The frogs died off in the houses, in the courtyards, in the fields. Heaps of them were piled up, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was a respite, he became obstinate and would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. The third plague, the gnats. Thereupon the Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to Aaron, stretch out your staff, and strike the dust off the earth, and it will turn into gnats throughout the land of Egypt. <clears throat> they did so. Aaron struck, stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth, and gnats became to came, come upon the human being and beast alike. All the dust of the earth turned into gnats throughout the land of Egypt. Though magicians did the exact same thing to produce the gnats by their magic arts, they could not do so. The gnats were on human beings and beasts alike. And the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. Yet Pharaoh hardened his heart and would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. (coughs) The fourth plague, the flies. Then the Lord said to Moses, Early tomorrow morning present yourself to the Pharaoh when he sets out towards the water, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go and serve me. For if you do not let my people go, I will send swarms of flies upon you and your servants and your people and your household. The houses of Egypt and their very ground on which they stand will be filled with swarms of flies. But on that day... I will make an exception of the land of Goshen, where my people are, and no swarms of flies will be there, so that you may know that I, the Lord, am in the midst of the land. I will make a distinction between my people and your people. 
This sign will take place tomorrow. This the Lord did. Thick swarms of flies entered the house of Pharaoh and the houses of his servants. Throughout Egypt, the land was devastated on account of the swarm of flies. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses replied, It is not right to do so, for what we sacrifice to the Lord our God is abhorrent to the Egyptians. If we sacrifice what is abhorrent to the Egyptians before their very eyes, will they not stone us? We must go a three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he has commanded us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go to sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, provided that you will not have gone too far away. Pray for me. Moses answered, As soon as I leave you, I will pray, the Lord, uh, pray to the Lord that the swarms of the flies may depart tomorrow from Pharaoh, his servants, and his people. Pharaoh, however, however, must not act deceitfully again and refuse to let the people go to sacrifice to the people. When Moses left Pharaoh, left Pharaoh, he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did as Moses had asked, removing the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, his servants, and his people. Not one remained. But once more, Pharaoh became obstinate and would not let the people go. The word of the Lord. The verse of the day to memorize. Exodus chapter 6 verse 6. I will redeem you by my outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment.